we just looked at each other like, wow, this is, this is like Christmas every day. It, is, it was amazing. Welcome to EW's Binge Community, where we're doing a deep dive on the NBC cult classic comedy. I'm Derek Lawrence. And I'm Chancellor Agard. Today, we're moving on up to sophomore status, and we're talking season two. Um, on this episode, we're told to be joined by not one, but two Greendale alums, Yvette Nicole Brown, who played Shirley, and Ken Jeong, of course, who played Ben Chang, formerly known as Senor Chang. But before we get into that uh, conversation, Chance, what uh, what stands out to you about season two? I would argue one of the great television seasons of all time. I, I wouldn't argue with that. I wouldn't argue with that. Um, I think... I mean, it's the, it's the season where community became community. Um, I think the thing I and we'll talk about this again in the second half, but I think the thing that's so great about this season is that like every episode was an event, uh, whether it's an homage, it's something like it. It was like, oh, they're doing this episode this week. It's the space episode. It's the Dungeons and Dragons episode, um, and for most for the most part, um, and it's sort of impressive that they kept up that uh, that sort of energy throughout the entire for most of the season. And it's funny looking at our notes that we have for sort of eight season, I think this is the one that we have, I think this, this is the season where we have more episodes that we want to talk about than any of the others, because there's so many classics in here. Oh yeah, we have almost, I feel like we almost have every episode listed when we were going through and making our notes. I mean, like, oh, these are the episodes we want to touch on. And season two, I feel like we probably have like, there's 24 episodes. We probably have like 16 at least, I would say. Um, it's kind of crazy how good this season was. Um, I think undeniably the the best season um, of the show. I mean, like I said, I love all the seasons. Um, I mean, maybe all the seasons. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. Season two is so good. And like you said, I feel like I go back to talking to Dan in our in our introduction episode to, to our binge and him telling us a story of when the show they they ordered a few more episodes of the show and that at the end of that first season and he's like yeah nbc they kind of moved on nbc and sony and we're looking at you know their pilots that they were filming and we kind of were like going under the radar no one was watching us it felt like and that's when they did you know modern warfare and that's when they did some of those other creative episodes and clearly everyone saw how well that worked and how great the, those episodes were and we're like okay well we're gonna do more of that uh, and we're gonna have even more time to figure out what those are and how those work well um and it just ended up like this gauntlet of episodes one after the other um that are standouts so when, when it gets to us deciding what our favorite episode is um it was a tough it was a tough decision to make um because there's so many good ones than that though because i know what my, i knew what my favorite one is but it's it's it's, it's, it's my favorite episode of the show but yes it is there were there I, I could have made a case for at least two others for being like my favorite of the season fair enough fair enough i i i could make an argument for a lot of them but i see where i see where you're saying and i you know i don't even have to know um which episode you picked to, to actually know um <laughs> so before before we get into that and that, that's what they call a tease in the business uh <laughs> to see what chances uh favorite episode is of season two um let's go to our it's interview what you guys tuned in for yeah exactly <laughs> uh let's go to our interview with the vet nicole brown and ken jeong um but then after that stay tuned for for chance and i going in depth on, on season two as a whole and and you finally learning what chance's favorite episode is as a reminder, unfortunately, since we're all stuck at home in quarantine, these conversations were recorded over Zoom. 
Today we're talking season two with two of our favorite Greendale alums. We've got Yvette Nicole Brown who plays Shirley. And we have Ken Jeong who played Senor Chang, then Ben Chang, formerly the artist formerly known as Senor Chang. Um, <laughs> how you guys doing? Doing great. <laughs> doing great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. Um, obviously, we're doing this because Community just hit Netflix um, within the last few weeks. Have you already sensed like a renewed like energy and people talking about the show just in this short time that it's already been on Netflix? Yes, I'm finding a lot of people that that missed us the first time around because we were a niche show. There goes Harley. We were a niche show. So I, I'm finding a lot of people that are like, oh my God, I didn't know this show existed. And so it's kind of fun to watch people go through the process for the first time. Yeah, I noticed it's uh, trending on Netflix. And, uh, you know, yeah, a lot of my timeline has been filled with just kind of uh, random community memories. And uh, yeah, it definitely has just uh, really, really uh, brought back a lot of wonderful memories. So no, it's been... It's been qu quite amazing, and um, I feel really old. <laughs> <laughs> Same. We were, we've talked to Allison and Danny, and they both were already dipping in, like for to, to check out past episodes. Or Danny was watching with his kids. Uh, have you guys been tempted to kind of go back, or think you'll be tempted to go back and maybe not watch the whole thing through, but check it out? You go first, Kim. Well, actually, my kids are they are big community fans, and so over the last two to three years. Our, our, my kids have watched, um, we've done a lot of rewatches organically over the past few years. And man, you really, it, it holds up so well, obviously. And it's, um, there's just so many things. Um, I've just completely forgot that I was a part of, or I did. And, uh, I, just, I think that's what, you know, that's what has been very noteworthy is the stuff I've forgotten. That was, there were just amazing moments that I've actually forgotten. Yeah, it's been about, I don't know, like maybe five years or so since we stopped filming it completely. And I I have favorite episodes that I have watched more than once throughout the years, but I have never done like a full rewatch of all of the episodes. I think I am going to start go back and start from the beginning and take the ride the way other people do, because I swear there's so many things, first of all, that I missed. There's some foolishness these fools did at that table <laughs> that I missed. And there's some really great inside jokes. And I'm seeing so many actors that I know now that were playing smaller parts in the show back then. And I'm like, oh, I forgot he was on this. So it's it's really been a fun ride. Since we're talking about season two for this episode, I mean, I'm curious, when you guys think back to season two, which I think for a lot of people, that's your favorite season. For you guys, when you look back on it, I mean, what comes to mind immediately? Uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner for me. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, I'm finished. No, I say you got about two more good years. <laughs> oh, everyone. <laughs> this is Andre, my ex-husband and boyfriend. He came to spend the day with me. You guys, I had the hugest crush on Malcolm Jamal Warner, and I, I set the stage for him to be Andre in season one. I went to Dan Harmon and the Russos, and I was like, guys, guys, listen. If we ever see Andre, it has to be Malcolm Jamal Warner if Shirley reconciles with him. I was like, only if it's going to be a, a pretty picture. If it's not going to be a pretty picture, pick it whoever you want for Andre and make Malcolm her new boyfriend. But I was like planning to have my time with Malcolm Jamal Warner. So that's what stands out for me in season two. And he and I are now friends. I'd never met him before and, and we're good friends now. So it was a great blessing. That was, okay. no, I want to hear more about Malcolm Jamal Warner. That, makes me, <laughs> that just takes me back. Uh, yeah. What stands out 
behind the scenes. I remember the first five or six episodes, um, the, the table reads, they were, they were all high concept. They were all just on a, on a paintball level. I remember the first five or six episodes like consecutively. And it was always, af- I remember after the Apollo 13 episode, um, mm-hmm. I looked at Danny, we're like, is every episode going to be like this? This is, is it, this blows my mind. I mean, that every, I felt like every week the writers were trying to top themselves in terms of concept, in terms of originality. And um, I just remember I had that little, there was just that little moment with Danny that I just, we just looked at each other like, wow, this is, this is like Christmas every day. It, is, it was amazing. It was amazing. Stop guessing. It's not a thing at all. It's just a friend. Change the subject. Chang the subject. What are you doing up there? We were going through it and trying to pick out the best episodes. And I think we almost ended up with like half the season. And that was with like leaving a lot of great stuff out. Um, Do you guys have a personal favorite episode from season two? Oh, I love the uh, the flashback episode. That is my favorite episode, not just of season two of everything we've done. Um, yeah, you're, yeah, see, mm-hmm. that was like one of the first episodes where we were almost on location the entire time. And I usually don't like location, but we were like on location at like the back lot of Universal. Like it was really fun. We got to see the backside of Jaws and got to see, you know what I mean? We got to go places that we weren't supposed to be, which I thought was really great where you can't, places that you can't see unless you get off the tram. So, and I love that it was quick bites, like little quick things. And every single short little vignette has a thousand jokes in it. Like you need you need to go back and just watch in the background. Somebody in the background is doing something ridiculous or there's a, a sight gag. They all were like chock full of goodness. So yeah, that's my favorite episode. I've given a lot of speeches, but they all have one thing in common. They're all different. These drug runners aren't gonna execute Pierce because he's racist. It's a locomotive that runs on us. And the only sharks in that water are the emotional ghosts that I like to call fear. Anchovies. Fear. And the dangers of ingesting mercury. Of this season, I really love the Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. I love the fact that it hinged on the performance of our friend, uh, Charlie Coons. Charlie Coons. Who... I think he might have been in a couple episodes prior before, you know, maybe in short scenes. And here he is. If if his performance doesn't work, the episode doesn't work, in my opinion. And Charlie just knocked it out of the Killed park. And it. just the amount, you could feel his pain. And it was just a reminder for me on Community that um, like there's no such thing as a as, as a small part. Everyone, if you have, if you're lucky enough to have a a role on Community, it will last, and you never know when it's kind of your time to get called up. And yeah, I thought he nailed it. I agree. Hey, that was the best game I ever played in my life. Don't mention it. Want to play again next week? Maybe. Okay. I do love the bottle episode, the cooperative calligraphy. I think yeah. is the name. You're of just it. Sho- you're showing off now. Now you're just showing <laughs> off. Oh, Ep- episode two hundred eight, running time twenty one thirty. Wow! Wow! Oh, the ra- yeah. Oh, the wow. ratings was one point three. Did really well against Big Bang Theory no, in the eighteen to forty nine. See, now, see. Um, I I think it it I watched that recently and man, it um. That really holds up. Well, I keep bringing pens, and you guys keep taking them, and I'm afraid I am putting my foot down. I watched it with my kids, and when I when I show them in slow motion, when you see uh, when you see the monkey take the pen out in the first minute, 
I mean, that blew my kids' minds. Just a non-violent verbal reminder, the local shelter is having a puppy parade this afternoon. Oh, I want to lick it. It really academically, it's it's an exercise in good writing, good performances, and uh, good a good overall storytelling. And something that you might miss the first time you watch the show. The first yes. time you watch that bottle episode, that's the other thing that's great about community, no matter the season, pay attention to the backgrounds. Like, you know, we had a whole, I think it was this season too, where we had a whole background arc of Abed delivering a baby mm -hmm. for no that's reason right. other than to have, like to pay off the joke when Shirley has her baby. Like, I don't know if that's why they did it. Do you just constantly have your own little side adventures? Yep. Me too. It's it's little things like that, that I think the community just was great at. And because of, I think Joe Russo directed that, um, that bottle episode, it is why. And for the record, he entrusted Yvette and I to be in Avengers Endgame, Endgame. as <laughs> the main characters, the main characters. The stars. We star that in that movie. The stars of that movie. Yeah. He trusted us, you mm -hmm. know? It yeah, did. right? He did. I agree, I think, Ken. I agree. Yeah. What, was, what was the name of your character again? Um, Phyllis Jenkins is what Phyllis I mean. Don't, don't look at the credits to find that. That's just yeah. know that that's her name. <laughs> I, was, I was Easter egg man. You're going to see a, a spinoff coming very soon. Very soon. No, next Disney Plus. Plus. <laughs> coming next Easter to Disney Plus. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the big arcs of season two starts in the Halloween episode with the Shirley and Chang uh, hookup that they don't actually really remember. Uh, what, what was your guys' reaction when you that kind of this arc, was it all kind of laid out to you ahead of that episode or is no, it kind of, no? No, I remember, I don't know if I found out in the table read. I think I found out in the table read. I was shocked. Were you shocked, Ken, to find yeah, out? I mean, that, that was a word that came to my mind too, was, was we were shocked. Yeah, we were, we were shocked. We were shocked, and it was just proof positive of what's to come on Community. Anything. You know, you know anything. anything. Oh, this is how I die. It's Miss Piggy. You're not Miss Piggy. You're Glenda the Good Witch. Hi. You know. Just so you know, I've always loved Peggy Fleming. Anything and everything is possible on Community. There was a lot of makeup, and that 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 was the beginning of of, of that arc. And there was a lot of uh, there there was just a a lot of stuff going on there in terms of the zombie. <laughs> there, there's something there. There's like a thing that my kids noticed on that episode when uh, Shirley and Chang became zombies. <laughs> there's a thing where I'm trying to kiss you and like this, and you're pushing back for zombies. It's in the background, and they kept. You know, it's you know funny too. We did. We do you remember? Hey, Ken, do you remember? Me and Ken had a conversation about the kiss. Yeah, I've kissed maybe three people ever on television. And the first one, when I was on Drake and Josh, I got married, so I had to kiss the guy. We had to have a long conversation, and then I had a long conversation with Ken because he was so respectful. He was like. Do you, how do you want to do this? I will let you guide what this is, right. you know, because I, you know, I don't kiss people in front of a camera, you know, so it was weird <laughs> for me, but he was so sweet about it. And he was like, I will, we can do the kiss however you want. Don't worry about it. So that's the only big thing I remember us discussing right, in advance right. was that. I think in season one, the, we, we got hints that Chang, that, 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 uh, that there was something not all there with Chang. And then in season two is where it's like the premiere, at the end of the premiere, he's like talking to himself um, in the study room at the end of it. <laughs> what was it like for you to sort of go, uh, to sort of go on that arc with Chang as he became a bit more and more unstable, especially in season two? <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> I think it was really, to me, it was, I remember at the end of the first season, 
there was like an internal debate, you know, from to my memory is, and I remember Dan Harmon told me about it, a little bit about it. Like, I think there was a, a push from the studio or network to maybe make me more part of the study group. And then, you know, I think Dan, Dan liked me being the outsider and it was kind of, they're like, let's let that play out in real time. And so let, let Chang, be, you know, maybe let Chang like, Am I in the group? You know, and like, I remember the monkey in the telling the monkey in the flashback episode. And that made me laugh out. I laughed out hard. So when, oh, when he did said you? It. And I go to the monkey, I go, you know, I don't even know if I'm in the group or not. You know, that <laughs> <made> me, <laughs> My monkey took that paintbrush and then went into that vent. Someone's got to go after him. I got this. Ah! Oh, oh, what are you doing? Trust me. I know these vents like the back of my chain. Oh, holy. Season two, I thought one of the best episodes was Mixology Certification with, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, with, with uh, Troy turning 21. Yes. And, and Yvette, in that episode, uh, we kind of learned a lot more about Shirley and kind of this hard times that she had fallen on um, after, you know, her divorce or her separation. Yeah. Uh, how did that kind of inform uh, your performance and how you took Shirley moving forward? You know, I found out a lot about Shirley uh, in that episode because um, I think Shirley presents a joyous, happy front, um, but there is a lot of pain there. Mixology showed like the dark underbelly. <laughs> like, there's a reason that she's the way she is. There's actually a really great monologue that Shirley had at the end um, once she's found out that got cut. Uh, it's it's still there, but it got cut down a lot. And I, it, I I still am sad about that because the 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 monologue really broke down why she's the way she is and how the group would hurt her when they would be so judgmental of her. You know, because she really did have a heart for them and did want the best for them. She was judgmental and crazy half the time, but she really <laughs> did want the best for these people. So yeah, it was really interesting to find out that this well buttoned up woman who loves Jesus was like the town drunk. I thought that was hilarious. I think this is really funny. Yeah. yeah a little. I had some bad years with the chaser. Come on, it's a funny picture because you act so perfect all the time and because you look like a zombie, but it's not funny when you're sad. We're on your team. Relax. Sit down. It's my birthday. Give it to me. Give it to me. See you all on Monday. A few episodes before that, we have uh, the Messianic Myths episode. What struck me re-watching my episode recently was how the episode never makes fun of Shirley for being religious. It takes her religion seriously. How did you feel about that aspect of the character? You know, I love that I am a Christian playing a Christian. That episode with Abed, what I loved is that Shirley just kept getting more and more angry at Abed's antics. But what he was what he was doing was showing the way Christ moved through life. Abed, what are you doing? Oh, great. You blew the take. No, no. Keep rolling. This can all be part of it. There are no takes. There is no viewer. The film is the story. The story is us. We are the film. This is totally meta. And I love that at the end, the last two lines that me and Danny say to each other are, you humble me and you humble me too. And that literally is what faith is in a, in a nutshell. It's humbling yourself enough to trust a higher power. And I love that that was the central idea of that episode. So, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. man, it, it, you just brought back so many memories of, of 
just conversations you and I had, the, the sincerity, I think, mm-hmm. of Shirley was never in doubt. And those kind of performances of what anchors any good comedy is, is you, you have to have uh, those moral compasses, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think it's so important to have, even on a show like Community, to have sincere voices, authentic voices for characters like mine to kind of bounce off of and right. and, and to satirize and to have fun with. But you, you have to start from a place of heart. And it it shows, man, watching watching these episodes on Netflix, it's I think it why it holds up is is less the jokes now and it's yeah. really about the heart. The the jokes come and go, but the heart is always there. Yeah. I want to say something else about season two. If you guys want to see viewers, if you want to see uh, physical comedy gold, watch the episode. I don't know the name. Ken will know. It's the one where um, where Je- where Jeff's old law school people, law law firm people came back. Danny, Donald, and Allison with that doggone chloroform. <laughs> <laughs> you chloroformed the gym? Stop yelling at me. You're the ones that got caught. You're the one who's yelling. We're in big trouble. We have to do something. Oh, I don't know what to do. My whole brain is crying. That is the only scene. I never I never was an actor that w- wished I was in something. Like, I wish. Why had it? I wanted, I wished I was in that scene so bad because those fools are so funny with the way they're reacting to the chloroform, the way Allison shakes up that doggone bottle before she's about to get somebody else. That is, that whole run is comedy gold. I'll see you Monday. It's like watching a soul slip through our fingers. But what more can we do? Would you stop? It's all physical comedy at its best. You're right. That's not rehearsed, you guys. Like when you see someone on Community doing something ridiculous, for the most part, if it's a body movement, it is literally something they came up with. Anytime Gillian as Britta was doing something weird, that was Gillian. You know what I mean? Anytime (laughs) Allison or Danny was doing some weird, it was them. So I'm telling you, any and please watch Donald. How about the the Dean in the flashback episode? All the different outfits, and he did that like literally within an hour. He would right? go, take all the makeup off, change yeah. the clothes, come back in. And if you notice, only Gillian and Joel are in those scenes because we were all off shooting other things, and so they planned it so that they would be they would shoot it where you only saw those two every time Jim mm-hmm. came in in a new outfit. Ding, yeah! Ding, 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 ding. What's Dean got to do with it? <laughs> Wrapping up, I mean, we talked season two and we said there's so much great stuff here. We didn't even get to dive into everything. Is there an episode you'd be really excited for people to discover, rediscover in the uh, subsequent seasons after season two? I love the Law and Order episode. That's another one of my favorites. Season I think three, it's, yep. Yeah, I think it's so true to, um, to Law and Order. It's, I think all of our homages are really you know, spot on. So I really love the Law & Order episode. What happened? A Yam was killed. But Professor Kane says we could still get an A if we figure out who did it. He did not say that. He basically did. You let me handle the nitty gritty. In the meantime, I need someone to drum up suspects. I can help you with that. I watch crime shows when I'm bored. Man, I love that Hot Lava episode, season five. Yeah, Donald's Don- goodbye. Donald's yeah. last mm-hmm. episode. And it, I've rewatched that Hot Lava episode possibly more than any other episode. <laughs> and it is, I get emotional thinking about it because it, you could feel Dan's sadness writing that episode. It was as if he, while he was writing, he was crying. It was so emotional. And yeah. uh, it really, it's funny, I'm watching that with my kids and I'm, I'm just crying at the end. There, there was just a, like his farewells to everybody. And I could see you guys 
being emotional, that one-on-one send-off, man. Yeah, because we we felt the Ooh, goodbye of it. I man, I, was... I stayed on set until Donald rapped. I, I wasn't even working. I wanted to walk with him through the entire process, and I wanted to mm-hmm. be able to hug him when they said that's a wrap on Donald Glover. And I like I can get emotional just thinking about it. And, and, I, like, I, we, and I felt that watching that episode. Yeah, you know what we I mean. Knew, I felt yeah, that. Troy and Abed's friendship has been such a special and magical part of Greendale. We owe it to ourselves to honor it. Abed, anything to add? Yes. Take this seriously. Stay on furniture. No books. No bags. The dead can't talk. No coming back as a lava monster. Oh yes. <laughs> Hot lava. We knew that he was going on to do amazing things and that this wouldn't be like he'd be gone for a couple of months and then like, hey guys, we knew that this was it. And he was about to go on to be childish, Gambino, or whatever else that, that he was destined to do, you know? Donald, and, I, Donald um, I have, it just didn't show, it just doesn't show up on the scene. No. He's on my wall right, right now. Is he yeah. on your wall? Gambino. Listen, yeah. Donald's uh, everywhere. This says, this says, this says Kawhi, his EP from back in the day. No. It just doesn't no. show up on the Zoom. You it's missed your cut. chance. No, no, you missed your chance. Cut. Donald's no, you, a deep cut. No, no, Apparently Zoom doesn't no. show the deep cut tribute, you missed, Donald. You Sorry. missed your chance to give Sorry. him love. You Kawhi. missed it. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, and, and that kind of sums up our experience. Uh, yeah, speaking for myself, that was my experience on the show. It was it was love from day one. It was love until the last episode. It was really a blessing. I'm glad EW's doing this rewatch, this binge for everybody. Yes, thank you for doing this. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Well, thanks to Yvette and Ken for joining us. You can just tell from from these interviews in an interview like that, that this cast really loves each other and um, clearly is still in contact. Chances of the question we've been asking everyone. So, you know, I'm going to put it to you. Um, for this specific season, when thinking season two, like what comes to mind first? What do, what do you immediately think of? I mean, I didn't, I don't want to sort of jump the gun here, uh, but I guess I might as well, it's my favorite episode, uh, Paradigm of Memory. I think that's the episode that sort of captures the sort of magic of community. It's self-referential in the sense that it's about clip shows, except for, cause, because it's a community, it's filled with a bunch of flashbacks to to like new scenes that we've never seen before, as opposed to the instead of instead of recycling old episodes. So maybe we are caught in an endless cycle of screw-ups and hurt feelings. But I choose to believe it's just the universe's way of molding us into some kind of supergroup. On the other hand, though, it's also, again, about the relationship between these characters and how much they mean to each other. I mean, like, I think there's something real, really poignant about Jeff Winger's speech at the end that's compiled from all of these different speeches from all these random adventures that we never saw the sort of realization that no matter what, these these people will always find their way back, find their way back together because their relationship is that important and that strong. Um, at the end of the day, too, like this episode originated the fact they needed to find a way to like reveal that Jeff and Britta haven't been together, and that's like 
not, I mean, that's an important part of the episode, but it's not like the thing in the episode, you know? It's like, I, I always forget that that's what comes out, you know? Abed, you're a computer. Scan your mainframe for some juicy memories. Jeff and Britt are having secret sex. <gasps> well, my opinion wasn't asked for that best episodes article, but if it if it had been, <laughs> I would agree with you that that is one of the uh, obviously the greatest episodes the show's ever done. For me, like I said, today I landed on my favorite episode being conspiracy theories and interior design. There's this whole big conspiracy, and there's a blanket fort being built. This is the the beginning of, of that uh, for Troy and Abed. You thinking what I'm thinking? We're too big for this, aren't we? Yeah. Bet if we went two pillows higher in the corner, we could vault the ceiling. Uh, Kevin Corrigan, who I always love whenever he pops up on anything, um, playing Professor Professorson. There he is! Follow us. But afterwards, you should really check out our Civil Rights Museum. Leonard, back up! You shouldn't even be in here, Leonard. You already have three farting strikes against you. Wait, he's getting away! I know a shortcut through the Turkish district. Yeah, and I think that's also maybe, at least what I noticed, the first mention of, of Abed loving Cougar Town. And obviously that would come back up in a huge way yeah. um, in an episode twice. of Critical... Yeah, twice. And especially in Critical Film Studies, uh, which is just, again, like... I, I, I was excited for a Pulp, fi Pulp Fiction's like my favorite movie of all time. So I was like, okay, let's go Pulp Fiction. And then it turns to dinner with Andre. And I was like, I've never heard of this, uh, but I still enjoyed it. It was, it was incredible. Abed. Mm-hmm. What's my dinner with Andre? It's just a movie about uh, two guys talking at a restaurant. So this wasn't a real conversation. You were doing another movie? A movie about a real conversation. Did you poop your pants on the set of Cougar Town? That shouldn't matter. This is why we don't hang out. I mean, there's so many great ones. Um, two that I know Dan mentioned in our conversation with him were Advanced Dungeons and Dragons and Cooperative Calligraphy. Uh, so let's kind of hear quickly from him uh, why those ones really stood out. Well, I've definitely talked to death about uh, the Dungeons and Dragons episode, um, which I would say was like my favorite episode of that season for the million reasons I've talked to death about. And even though it does get talked about a lot, I don't talk about it enough lately, which is cooperative calligraphy, the 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 Annie's pen um, uh, sealed in the study room episode. I, I don't I don't know if that was our first bottle episode, but um, just to you know, that's just an, an incredible episode. What the hell did you people do in there? Something you and your puppies could only dream of, you non-miraculous son of a and it was an incredible draft by Megan Gans. I think I remember very little red ink. She was a young, like, like first-time writer coming from, like, the world of The Onion, and she she outlined the hell out of that thing. Everybody ganged up on it and, and outlined it meticulously, and the execution was clean and perfect, and the actors sunk their teeth into it, and it was a beautiful story that, it, that resolves itself with a weird um, study in mythology, you know, and the importance of it to keep a, a, a community together, to, to be able to say to all of your friends, let's agree that there's such a thing as ghosts so that we don't kill each other. <laughs> and then to have it turn out that they were right to do that, that they in their heads were thinking like, 
because one of us is a thief, we have to believe in God. And then they leave and then you reveal that they were, no, it was none of them. They are all free of sin. It was the monkey. And that kind of leads us into our, our, our B student corner, kind of the supporting character that we wanted to highlight. And, and for us, I think we decided on, it had to be Charlie Koontz as Neil. How about this? Draconis, unfreeze time. Done. You guys can move again. I breathe so much fire on Hold you. it. You just used your move on freezing time. Neil. I take the sword of Duquesne, and I throw it at the amulet around the sad naked man's neck. It's a difficult shot. You'll need an 18 or higher. The writing and and Charlie's performance do a good job of making us feel for this guy who's hurting so much and needs these people to come in and, like, help him, um, help him back up um i think again that we watched the episode i was struck by how poignant that was and and charlie did a, a great job as neil there and then just throughout the run we came so close to having one class that wasn't all about them remember when they all took that fishing trip on saint patrick's day god that was a good week <laughs> mvp of the season um we went with chevy chase uh, you know in his performance as pierce obviously chevy's not someone we ended up talking to for this series why to you did Chevy and Pierce specifically stand out in season two? I thought Chevy just did a great job of making us sort of very frustrated with Pierce. Like, I love the paintball episodes. I think the one thing at the end of the two paintball episodes, the sort of turn he has to, like, help the school out and help everyone else out, I think I think it happens pretty quickly, but I think it worked because of Chevy. We did it! Yeah, way to go. Yeah. <laughs> yes! Who are you? Your mother's lover! <laughs> ah. Oh, what? I win! <laughs> You owe me 100 G's. And you can make the check out to Greendale. You've heard all of our thoughts on our favorite episodes and performances, and now we want to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at, at Derek J. Lawrence. And me at Chancellor Agard. Thanks for joining us today. And please remember to subscribe to EW's Binge wherever you get your podcast, so you don't miss an episode. There's so much to, to get into. Tune in the next episode. We're going to be talking season three with Allison Bree. She was a delight and had a lot of great information. But until then, class dismissed.